amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Right 
now. So let's get it in. No matter what I'm facing life, I can overcome it. No matter how tough the fight, ain't no doubt I can win it. When the enemy's like a flood, I will raise up my standard against them. Nothing ain't gonna make me give up. That is why I gotta get my praise up. I was in here jamming. 
I hear you. Shalom, people. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Shalom, Alashim, all to you all, to the Most High, definitely. Yes, hallelujah. Welcome, welcome. All right, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was our apostle, Dr. Kenny Smith. Yes, and we would like to. There she goes. Okay, so the funny story is I was talking the whole entire time. My mama can vouch for me, and I forgot I had put my phone on mute. So while y'all was talking, I was talking too. Okay, so that was wow. that was that wasn't the engineer, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I wanted to say this because this is what I was saying. You know, because I'm so hyped. That song right there. I told y'all, I told y'all that I, almost every song on there, it sounds just like it. It's popping. Them, them drums, them claps, his vocals. Uh, uh, even, you know, that, that thing you put in your mouth and you, you, you uh, okay, never mind. Uh, but Yes, that right there, that right there. Yo, Y'all don't know about that. That that was before y'all. The talk box was long before y'all. Y'all don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was nineties, early two thousand. Y'all don't know about the talk box. <laughs> yeah, I think I think y'all call it auto y'all call it auto tune now. I guess that's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yo, yo, I just I'm so excited about tonight because you know, I, I really wanna learn you know what I'm saying, about, you know, spiritual warfare and how it it affects marriages. And, you know, not not only marriages, you know what I'm saying, but as, as, as far as how, you know, it, 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 it affects couples, like, you know, individually, you know what I'm saying? Um, because each, each person, uh, husband or wife, could be going through something personally and needs to figure out how to get out of it, you know what I'm saying? Because the might not know or understand what the wife is going going through, vice versa. So this is a, a, a learning uh, tool for me, and not only for me, but for those that really want to learn how to fight in the spirit, in, in the spiritual realm. Because like you said, um, Apostle, that, you know, the fight starts spiritually before it ends up in the flesh. So my first question to you Apostle is what does the Torah say about protecting uh your marriage? Okay, what does it say again? What does, what does the, the Torah say? Yes. Well, here's the thing. Um you have to first recognize that marriage itself first is instituted by the most high, which means it's spiritual. Okay. Yeah. So because it's instituted by him, um, there are supernatural things that are going to try and disrupt that word. It's going to try to disrupt that balance, that that uh, that mandate, that decree that he is he is uh, he is endorsed as far as marriage goes. The word that says in First Peter um, was it five? I believe five and eight that speaks about. You know, uh, and it's something that you need to be reminded, and it's nothing to make anyone afraid, 
but the word talks about your adversary, the devil, you know, is like a warring lion seeking, you know, whom he may devour. Yes. And right now there is a, is a, is a very heavy attack on marriages, um, to destroy marriages. And, um, the one thing that I do in counseling before, uh, I marry anyone is that they understand it's, it's, it's there's three things, and I think I've said this before. You have the, you know, first you have the engagement ring, and then you have the marriage ring. But everybody always forgets about that third ring. There's a third ring. It's not just the engagement ring, and then there's the marriage ring. There's a third ring. And this is the third ring is the proof of what, you know, how, how, how strong or weak a marriage is. Uh, it's like the... Um, it's like the uncovering on how, you know, you're going to manage through your through your your nuptial, through your 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 marriage, through this contract. It's still a form of a contract. That third yeah. ring we call is called the suffering. Wow. And so and that's the thing that most marriages. Well, I wouldn't say most marriages. Let me take that back. A lot of marriages aren't willing to go through, and what they don't understand is that suffering that appears is during the moment when the spirit world is attacking your union. You have to first recognize that these are attacks that come directly from the enemy to what uh-huh. brings separation. It's called, to, it's called to divide and conquer. You know what I mean? So the enemy is seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to divide and conquer that union to prove once again um, that the Most High's word is not valid. And and a lot of times we give in to those attacks by allowing ourselves to succumb to the the um, the the, uh, the attack that's upon us, either verbally, physically, whatever it may be. You know, a lot of times you have to go back and ask yourself, well, I don't know if this was a union that was supposed to be or meant to be together by the most high. A lot of people get married. They ain't supposed to be married. And and that's the true point. I I know I know if I if I say that I know some of the listeners may have a little issue with it, but there are a lot of people out there who are married and ain't supposed to be married. You know, if you know, it was okay that you are associates and you're good friends, but if you know, just because you like each other and you may be attracted to each other in some form don't necessarily mean you were meant to be married. Um, um. That's unfortunate, you know. Uh, little jokey joke that uh, Robin uh, Robin Harris said a long time ago. I know y'all don't know about Robin Harris, but for those of you who are out there listening, who's going to think about Baby, the Baby kids, and Karen, that's Robin Harris. Anyway, he you know he said in one of his jokes, he said <laughs> he said uh, he said man, you got your ring on the wrong finger. He said yeah, man, because I married the wrong woman. You know, wow. there's a lot of that going on <laughs> today. <laughs> we wind up, but a lot of people stay in these stay in these marriages, knowing that it does nothing but continue. It's continue pain and suffering, pain and suffering carrying on. Is because you were never ordained to be together in the first place. But you, you know, some people try to work it out because they're trying to do it for the benefit of the children. If there's children involved. Some are trying to still work it out because they figure, well, you know, it's better to, you know, it's cheaper to keep her, that, that mentality. Or mm-hmm. some try to stay together because 
they have issues with low self-esteem. You see what I'm saying? And so, but what they fail to realize in all of this is that there is a spiritual battle going on in these marriages. And the main thing is to try to divide and conquer these marriages to once again try and prove that um, you were never meant to be together. You know, hopefully tonight I can pull it out point out, you know, like four signs of spiritual attacks on your 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 marriage. For those of you who are out there who are married, I hope I can point out some uh at least four signs of a spiritual uh attack on your marriage. But go ahead. So uh but anyway, so long story short, that's the answer to your question for that um the Besoa really, really speaks uh very firm in regards to marriage, uh, it is something that we we must take sincerely. You know, uh, many of us, uh, I, I was married before, let me put it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was married before. Uh, situations uh, was toxic, okay? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not saying who, who was toxic, who wasn't. You know, but I will say this, you know, I'm not the easiest person to, to live with, you know, and so I've had my issues and they've had theirs, you know, but we learn from these things. And uh, some people will say, well, you know, once married, always married and carrying on. Um, my own opinion, just my opinion. Uh-huh. And, and and so I don't want anybody to get upset with me when I say that, but I do believe that there are, there are points, and I believe that there are scriptures, and a lot of times I know people will sometimes use scriptures to support their their position or their opinions, you know, and I'm not in the habit of using the scriptures for my own gratification, no. But I do believe that there are moments when the Father will release you from a toxic right. situation, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It, could be, it could be very detrimental not only to you but primarily to the assignment that he's put in your life, your 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 ministry, your you know your calling, whatever it is that he's called you to do, it can be very very detrimental to that work. And uh, and I believe that the Father will release you from a toxic situation like that. That's when you know it was never meant to be from the beginning. You feel me? So yes. uh, this is why I say that you know if it's a situation where there's constant. Uh, uh, constant bickering, constant battles, constant this, constant that, and it's, it's nothing ever good, nothing ever positive. It's just the only time that you you, you seem to come together is when you're in the bed. That's that's, that's toxic in itself, you know, because mm. that's just basically angry sex, you know, and, and I believe that we can we can be frank here tonight, can we? Uh, I don't want to I don't want to overstep my boundaries, you know, because y'all know me. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh, so let me know. Uh, let me know, um, uh, uh, Freddie, if I'm if I'm overstepping a little bit. If I if there's things I can or cannot say, let me know because I don't want to cause anybody any issues. But you know, and I know that there may be young people listening. But I believe that those who are listening now are pretty much mature to understand what I'm saying. That it's not all always it's not always about you know hopping into bed thinking that you know boom 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 this is going to happen and we're going to do this we're going to do that and everything is peachy clean and key because it's not you know. Uh, your transferring of spirits oftentimes take take, take place. Now, here's something that's going to probably throw you in the bed. Come on. But you, but I just want to say, I just want to say before you get you know deep into it, Apostle, that 
you find, you know, um, on the Unified okay. Reach Network, we're all about the truth and allowing the Wuwah Hakadesh to have his way. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank, you. thank you for the green light. Green light. So, so go ahead. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 um, tell me what you know. What, what is it that you need? You know, I know you have some questions, and uh, I know that was one. So I, I'm hoping that that helps you. You know, throughout the night, you know, we'll get through. We'll get into some other. Uh, things that people can recognize. So hopefully, this will help people's marriages that are out there who are who are dealing with um, very uh, a whole lot of tension. Let me go like this. I know that the pandemic has caused a lot of um, tension with a lot of couples or a lot of marriages because y'all got to see each other all day every day. You know, there used to be a time you could escape. You know, and you use your escape by going to work. You know, uh, or your kids can use their escape by going to school. So, you know, your kids getting on your nerves, you getting on your kids' nerves, and the marriage, you know, the house is just, you know, violent right now. And everybody's on edge. Everybody, you know, everybody's, you know, retreating to their neutral corners, you know, and everybody comes out swinging. So it's, it's a situation where, you know, um, there are a lot of things that, that play into spiritual warfare, especially when it comes to marriages. And so... Um, Hopefully that's that's what we'll we'll be dealing with tonight. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm loving. I'm loving I'm loving this already because you know, I'm 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 learning and I'm noting down because you know, hey it's gonna be a time where I'm gonna be walking down the town and I need to know this stuff, you feel me? Bam. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. Just have I know that's the right. most beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, okay. what we call the queen of radio, Teresa Hannah from In the Spotlight with Teresa Hannah. And she has a scripture um, here that she's going to read for us. And I would like for you, Apostle, to explain it. And that scripture is Matthew chapter 19, verse 6. So I'm going to pass the mic and allow her to read Matthew chapter 19, verse 6. All right. And I want to say uh, hello to everyone. I'm enjoying this show. Uh, hello to my favorite and only apostle, yeah. my pastor, my brother, uh, Apostle Dr. Kenny Smith. And uh, wishing all those out who are listening from the Covenant House Hebraic Assembly much love. All right. Matthew 19 and 6. Wherefore, they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore Elohim has joined together, let not man put asunder. Can you please interpret that scripture for us, Apostle Matthew 19 and 6? Well, it's kind of clear. I mean, there's not really much that I need to say about that other than the fact that it ain't about you anymore. It's it's, mm. it's not about just you and what you, you know, a lot of times we can become very selfish in our ways, in our behavior, you know, even in our relationship. You know, it's always a lopsided situation where uh, you want to be the center of, center of attention when mm-hmm. it's no longer just about you, you know. Mm. And when it's not about you, that means it's about the both of you now, which means friends are not allowed, family. It's not allowed. And a lot of times we'll drag in baggage um, from both sides. 
you know, and we would, you know, we take heed or the opinions of, well, my girlfriend said this, or or my homie said that, or my family, or my mom, or my dad, or my, my, or my you know, we bring other people into our relationship with yeah. their opinion, and mm-hmm. with their opinion it causes division. Because it's mm. something that you fail to uh, accept or, or ignore and carry on because you don't like a particular person coming into your you know into your marriage, telling you, dictating to you. A lot of times, um, let's just start with the with the with the husband. A lot of times, if he's a mama's boy, it's always mm-hmm. about what his mama says that you should do. My mama said you should do this. My mama said mm. you should do that. You know, or mm-hmm. you're not doing it like my mama do it. You don't cook like my mama, or you don't you don't take care of me like my mama take care of me. When they go back to your mama, right? Marry your mama, you know. Right. And unfortunately, you have that. Well, it's the same thing with 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 daughters or wives, daughters or daddy's girls. And and I I have to admit, I'm my daughters are big daddy girls. They really are. Mm-hmm. And some you know most daughters are looking for men in their lives that are kind of like their father, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it gets in the way a lot of times when you try to size up or compare your husband to your father, you got a problem because mm-hmm. that man is not going to, uh, uh, he's not your daddy. He's not your daddy and you're expecting him to treat you like your daddy and that's not going to work, you know, or you listen to the opinions of your father, and that's a challenge for a man who's trying to run his own household. He's not going to want to sit up there and listen, well, my dad thinks this, and my dad says that. Okay, but you married to me, not your daddy. And if that's the case, you need to be with your daddy, not me, you know, because we have, you know, we all men have their own basic ego, bottom line, about being a man. And especially when you, you marry uh, your wife, and you're you're trying to run your household. No man wants to have another man uh, calling plays from a distance into his house. You know, this is not going to work. This is like with ex ex uh, husbands, ex wives. Why should you allow an ex to still dictate what goes on in your house? That's a problem. That's a major problem. Those are spiritual demonic attacks that causes separation and division with the marriage, and you have to be careful. So Matthew 19 uh, and 6 clearly says, look, you know, once y'all become one, it's about y'all. That's it. Everybody else on the outside has got to kick rocks. Let no man put asunder. In other words, let no man cause division. Let no man uh, cause you to be separated because of their opinion coming into your marriage. Don't do that, but we do it all the time. And when I say no man, that means man and woman, okay, mankind. You know, don't allow family, friends, and whatever come into your marriage to bring separation just because they don't agree with your decisions. They don't like how you raise your children. They don't like how you do this or you do that, you know. It ain't about y'all no more. It's about, it's about the two of you. It ain't about everybody else. You know how some people say, well, if you marry my daughter, you marry uh, you marry all of us. Well, no. I don't want all of y'all because some of y'all got issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you got your opinions. It's the same same thing when a man, when he marries, when he marries, uh, 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 when a woman marries her husband, she ain't trying uh-huh. to hear nothing from the rest of y'all. She's marrying him. 
Not him and his mama and his dad. Oh, no, man, keep that. Your sisters, no. Keep y'all's opinions to yourselves about our marriage because it will. It will cause division. You heard? I'm telling you, it will cause problems. And eventually, that third ring that I'm speaking about becomes very valid. It becomes very valid to the point where the suffering starts kicking in. And mm. when you start leaning to your own understanding and allowing your opinions mm-hmm. to become rule in your marriage without discussing and sitting down and at least working things out, coming together and reasoning, as the word says, come let us reason together. You know, let's come up with an understanding that works for the both of us. Then you're going to allow you you're going to allow the enemy to come in and start bringing in ideals, you know, concepts that are completely demonic. You know, otherwise your opinions are going to start uh, you're going to start forming opinions about each other. These are things that you have to be careful of. So having people hang around at your house all the time that's that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. You know, mm. well, that's my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend. Why is she always here? She ain't got a house. Exactly. You know, because, exactly. you know, those those kind of things. Well, why is he always here? Why is he always That's my homie. So, I, you know, I'm your homie now. You know, right. I'm your best friend now. You know, what? We're, you know, but we, we do these things because we're still wanting the ideal to have an attachment. Mm-hmm. If you're going to marry a wife, or if you're going to marry your husband, mm-hmm. those things, as the word says in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 19, those things are null and void now. They're no longer uh, uh, your first, uh, your priority anymore. Your wife is your priority now. Your husband no. is your priority. Bottom line. I gotta put this. I I, I gotta uh, piggyback off off of what you said when you said you know how you know how come your best friend is you know always over here or how come your homie is already uh, always over here. I, I need I, I need to tell the females to imagine this right here, and I hope that you hear me in the spirit. It's nine o'clock. You have. You know, your girlfriend coming over all the time, hanging with you, seeing how you live in your life, how your husband is taking care of you and how your husband is loving on you. And she's seeing that now that she she, she wants your life, she wants your position. So now she's trying to figure out, hello, how to take your place, how to take your husband, how to take your house, how to take your family, whether she's your best friend or not. That's why it's important not to uh, allow your best friend or your homie. Same with the men. Your men could be checking out your woman and and be wanting your woman and wanting your life. Same thing. So we got to be careful. We bring around. I just had to put that input in. No, that's that's a true statement. that That is very true. This is why. You know, when the word says that when a man marries his wife, he, he clings to his wife and he divorces his parents, basically. So I'm I'm paraphrasing. You've got to cut. That means also associates, friends. And, you know, I don't mean be antisocial. I'm just saying your wife or your husband is your priority. You know, and, and when you're at home, you got to be careful who you let into your home. You really do. I don't care how long y'all have known each other. I don't care how much, you know, you're, you grew up together or, 
You know, oh, that's my that's my friend. Oh, that's mm-hmm. my homie. Can you have to be careful of that because you got to remember that the enemy is very clever and very cunning. Mm-hmm. And if you're one who is, uh, let's just say, a spiritual figure uh, in the in the body, where let's say you're a uh, a pastor or an apostle, or whatever, an evangelist, however, um, whatever office you may serve, you have to be mm-hmm. very careful who's in your circle. Because those very things is the very things that the enemy is trying to attack. He's not concerned about you, the body, but he's concerned about the anointing that you carry. And that anointing that you carry even in that marriage, that anointing is being uh, um, put on display when others come in and the enemy is trying to find a way to destroy that anointing. So, um, again, you have to be careful with the people that comes around your house, you know, because the enemy will work through whomever he can, whomever will allow him to work through. You can know mm. this person all your life, and they can flip script on you at the drop of the hat, you know, so you have to be careful. So I'm, I'm like, giving you a warning, be careful that you don't yeah. allow all these types of things because it causes bitterness. It does. And that bitterness will cause trouble and defile, and it, and it, and it happens, and it, it will cause relationships to grow into a direction where um, the two find it hard to communicate, the two find it hard to uh, uh, just exist amongst themselves, you know, it's just, and that, that rage starts to build up. Mm. Then you start getting this, then you start saying stuff like, I don't even know what I ever saw in you. And I know mm. some of y'all that are listening out there in the radio, y'all have said that, let's just be transparent. Y'all have said that, I don't know, whatever I even saw in you, I'm sorry we even got together. I'm sorry I married you. I'm sorry this and that. And you, 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 you start doing these things, and so that bitter, that bitterness starts to right. boil. Mm. But you got to remember, this is, this is all still spiritual because there was a point. Somewhere down the line, you allowed the enemy to creep in. You allowed him to creep in. And because you allowed him to creep in, and it could have been through a person, it could have been through uh, uh, an outing, it could have been anything. This is why it's important that marriages or the man and wife, they find themselves in prayer all the time. And it should be instigated, or you know, by the by the husband, he should always want to pray with his family, especially with his wife. He should always want to be in prayer. That covering, he's supposed to be the covering for that home, not just the protector, but the covering, spiritual covering, because that's what the enemy is all about, trying to separate, divide, destroy. He can right. be devoured. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That's right. Um, this 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 is really getting so good. So my my is this: How do we guard our marriage so that the outside world cannot separate us? Well, um, one of the things we have to understand is you know we 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 found that you know there's only one way we can uh ward off these attacks to kill our marriages. Uh, it's uh, using Yah's word. 
you know, it, it, that's just bottom line and basically all of it in a nutshell, uh, which operates as a sword for us in the spirit. Um, when you're fighting, you know, your foe, you know, for example, uh, the word says in, in Peter, um, and, and you can look this up later, or, or says, you know, Teresa, you can look this up later, First Peter 5, and what is that, 8 and 9, it says be sober of spirit, you know, uh, be on alert. You know, your your adversary, like a like like I said, he's he's a prowler. Mm. And that could come in any form. It can come in not only in any form, but in anything, you know. Um and his whole agenda. And he never veers from that agenda. Just as 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 saints or children of the most high, we get distracted easily by many things. We're like squirrels, you know. You see a squirrel, we we're we're running after that squirrel as opposed to staying on target and doing what we're supposed to do, you know? Right. Um, right. And so, but he never veers from it. And so these are things when we're not attentive. If a man is not attentive to his wife, the way he's mm. supposed to be attentive to her, and it's not always sexual. Attentive a lot mm-hmm. of times is just paying attention to the things that she desires, paying attention to the things that she likes, the things that she yeah. dislikes, you know, paying yeah. attention to the simple things. Sometimes it's just the simple things that she likes. And and if you sometimes address the simple things, you you win it, you know. If, 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 you're, if you're married to a woman who likes the simple things like, let's just say she likes chocolate. I do. No, Every now and again, bring her, just, just bring her chocolate. No reason. It, it, there's no. There, there, there's never a uh, a situation where you should have to bring her some chocolate with an ulterior motive because you want something or because you. It should be just because. The one thing that mm. you have to understand about love is that love is about sacrificing a little of yourself for someone else. And if that's your wife or if that's your husband, then whatever you, their passion is should be your passion. So mm. if you're attentive to the, to the little things that she likes, and all you want to do right now is address the big things, well, she's very vocal about that. She wants this, she wants that, and Karen, okay. But do you pay attention to the little things? Little things like maybe she likes to wear her clothes a certain way. Do you make sure that that's addressed? Do you make sure that she's able to do that? Or maybe she likes to wear her hair a certain way. Okay, so let's make sure your hair is, is worn the way you like it, you know. Maybe she likes to say certain things in Karen. So, you know, it's about finding those little things and addressing those little things that make her smile. Or mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't, you know, or the things that make her feel awkward coming from you. Like, Maybe she doesn't like the way you belch, you know. Maybe maybe it bothers her the way you pass gas. Maybe it bothers her that you snore, you know. Maybe it bothers her, you know, that your feet stink. Maybe it bothers her that you smell. Maybe it even bothers her that you don't change your underwear every day. Oh, hmm. I'm just being frank, y'all. You know, I'm just saying you have to look at these things. Because, and I'm, I'm speaking from a male point of view, because a lot of times we get comfortable. <laughs> but we get too, we get comfortable, but we get comfortable in our own situation as opposed to 
well, I can't be comfortable like that because if my body over the bothers her, let me go shower. And if, if it ain't going to hurt for you to shower and put on some smell good and carrying on, keep that attention. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to take your shoes off, go in the bathroom and wash your feet first before you right. walk around the house with smelly feet trampling the whole floor, and they can tell where you've been because they can just look at the toxic footprints that you've left. <laughs> you know, when you come in the house, you know, instead of just dropping things on the floor, you know, think about her. Well, she don't like that. Let me just, it's not going to hurt you to pick stuff up and put stuff away. Those little things right there says a whole lot about how you feel about her and vice versa. Uh-huh. Vice versa. You know, sometimes just you don't have to be going anywhere to get your face done and do your hair up and just look pretty and smell good. You know, just the idea that when he's coming in from the house from getting beat up all day and he comes home to a beautiful woman, it's like he don't care what happened throughout the day. All he's looking at is that beautiful woman. Oh, man, wow. You know, you're greeting him with a nice hug, a nice kiss. I missed you today, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? After two years, people ain't trying to hear that. And I know there's some listeners I'm like, please, he'd be lucky if he get a hello from me. <laughs> oh, look who, look, look, look who walked through the door. It's your daddy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, your turn. You know, but those things happen. But you know that when those things happen is when the spiritual side of things are brewing and causes a tension or causing uh, 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 a period of, well, now he's starting to look elsewhere, or now she's starting to look elsewhere. Somebody else is starting to look pretty good to them. That best friend that always comes over your house, she's starting to look pretty good to me now. Uh, that homie that comes in, well, he's always fixed up. He looks nice. He's starting to look really, really nice and really attractive to me now. These are things that cause separation because we don't take the time out to see that the spiritual warfare that's going on in our marriage could have been avoided if we were more in tune to one another through prayer. Mm. Through prayer. The Father would give you insight. The enemy is trying to come in and cause disruption. You need to shut that down. Shut that down. So when you equip yourself, you know, when we say take on the whole armor, you know, you know, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and all these things that we talked about in Canada, it's not just for us as soldiers in the in the service of the father, but in marriages as well, you have mm. to guard your marriage. You do, especially mm. men. You have to guard your marriage. Women are are, are pros at it. You all y'all already know it. I ain't even gotta say that. Y'all yep. can spot. Y'all can spot the the villain of my way. She could be. <laughs> Boom, bam, boom. Y'all already y'all saw her six miles away. He just now seeing her. But y'all already saw her when she turned the corner. Exactly. And and the thing about it, you know, I know some people made the joke about it. It's like, you know, he's driving in the car. You know, y'all already saw. You know what she had on. You know where she got the outfit. You know details. <laughs> okay? And you, after that, y'all watching him to see how, what he going to do. I'm going to see what he going to do. And when he does get a hold of, when he finally does recognize and see her, he's on he's on total. Oh man, I'm gonna keep myself focused. He's trying not to look. <laughs> he is trying not to look because it's already his his marriage is already on shaky ground. All he's trying to do is get home. 
He's just trying to get to wherever they're trying to get to without confrontation. So the enemy has placed this woman to come around the corner, and she's stacked this way. Boom, bam, and she's looking this, and he's so he's driving, and he ain't saying a word. He ain't gonna say a word. He just drives right past her and carrying on. She's still looking at him. Then she says, "I know you saw her." The worst thing in the world is for him to not acknowledge that he did see it. First thing he says, saw who? Who are you talking about? It would have been easy for you to just say, look at that right there. When you look at her, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. And I, I wish Wanda was here right now. She'd tell you, I do not keep my mouth shut. I would say, mm. And I'd be like, Wanda, 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 look at that. She And Wanda would tell me something. Yeah, I saw her. And I know she saw her. I'm just letting her know I know she saw her and letting her know that I saw her too. And so I'm like, as a photographer, I'm like, oh, she's she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She'd never be my wife, but she's gorgeous, you know. I love my wife. Trust me, I do. But I never tried to act like I'm, see, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not dead. That's the first thought. So I'm never trying mm-hmm. to act like I don't see a situation because it causes issues later on down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, because what later on down she'll say, no, nah, I know you saw that girl earlier and carrying on, and you're going to try to act like you didn't see her and carrying on. And so it, it, there's another argument brewing. So the mm-hmm. enemy is trying to create, you know, situations to bring division in your marriage, to destroy your marriage. You know, the one, one thing that you can do is acknowledge the oh. weapon that the enemy is trying to use to attack you. You acknowledge. The word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you when you look at the weapon and you take out the, the power that's in the weapon, the weapon becomes useless. It becomes useless. But it's only effective when you allow it to be effective. You know, don't make secrets about it. You know, don't try to a lot of you know, a lot of men do that. You know, I, well a lot of women do too, but they're clever. They they're more they're more uh creative, can I put it that way? I don't want to use the word sneaky or anything like that because, you know, it becomes devious or it's just not a good term to use. Let's just say they're more clever, they're more creative. How about that? With what they see or what they like, you know. And a lot of times we bring these things back into our bedroom. Not a good look, y'all. Exactly. Not a good look. You bring these spirits back into your bedroom, and now you have a problem. Now you have mm. a problem. Mm. Because now oh. you have bought in that you bought in that extra spirit of lust. Mm. Lust brings perversion. Perversion brings its 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 uh, uh, attributes with it. So now performance gets messed up. Uh, honesty goes away, um, and now you have a major mess on your hands. Mm. And that's that's where a lot of marriages start to fall. And if more if more ministries would deal with <clears throat> marriages on a real level instead yes. of that so called soft tone, uh, whitewashed, you know, no pun intended. I mean, you know, it's not this is not prejudice or anything, you know, I'm not speaking anything anti nothing, I'm just saying you know, when you whitewash things down instead of just being real transparent with it, 
to divorce. This bottom line, mm-hmm. it just leads to divorce. You know, and then you got some ministries who will pit one one person against the other. You know, you're supposed to be a couple, and now you got the pastor putting the husband against the wife, or the wife against the husband. That's right. That happens. That happens. It happens a lot, especially in black churches. It happens mm-hmm. because the only the the only thing the pastor sees in that marriage is the use of that husband or that wife and what they what they do for the church. You heard? What right. their, their value is to the church. And so when there's an issue in the marriage, it's always lopsided because the pastor or whoever the counselor is is more opt to give more opinion that builds up that person who is most effective in the church, whether it be the husband or the wife. Well, sister so and so, you probably don't. You know, you didn't need to be married to him no way. He ain't no good. He just that and the other, and he never. You know, he can't treat you like. You know, and say if it's a, a, a male pack. If I had, if you were my wife, I wouldn't do that. That's a sign. Watch out. Mm. If you were my <clears throat> wife. So what are you trying to say? You have some thoughts about me, you know, or vice versa. If I was your husband, or if, or if I was your wife. Or let me put it like this. Yeah, you're bringing in alternative destructive mechanisms that will cause that individual to implode because they're starting to think about things now. And they go home and they look at their spouse, and their spouse becomes diminished in character, starts to Mm. become very small. You know, all these things happen in that marriage and now nothing that they say is ever good enough now. Nothing she mm-hmm. cooks is good enough or he cooks is good enough. You know, now you complain about everything that they do or say, you know, carrying on, you know, anything that they wear doesn't seem like it fits right or looks right because it's not what you like because now your attention is somewhere else. Mm. You, and you've allowed this spirit to come in because you did not take the time out to war together in spirit in your prayer together as a couple. So you allow the spirit of separation to start tearing certain things down. Yes. So yes. Oh, that's, I, that's, I, that's I, if um my co host Petey Nature have a question for you. I felt that coming too. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah. I have questions, uh, but you know, I want to address something while we're on the air. And uh, we knew that this was going to happen. And since we've been on the air, one of my buddies hit me up and was like, "Hey, bro, I see you put the call-in number up there for people to call in about the show. You know, it got six 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 in it, right?" I said. <laughs> <laughs> And while y'all was talking, I was like, I was sitting here, um, um, and, you know, the Wu Hagadesh movement, I'm like, you know I'm going to say something, right? You know I'm going to say something, right? As soon as I get a break, I'm going to say something. And I, I, I don't want I, I to throw it off from the marriages, you know, you know session that we're talking about, but I had to say something. And um, so definitely, ladies and gentlemen, do call in. Don't be afraid to call into the number. It is us. 
516-666. If you feel that way, if you feel that strongly about it, uh, push the numbers all together, and it's four sixes together. So the number is 516-666-9822. Call in, ladies and gentlemen. We would love to have you on the air. I just want to say that, you know, in the ministry uh, prior uh, to the ministry I'm in now, which I, I'm loving the ministry I'm in now. Um, so, and you're doing a great job, Apostle. Uh, I just want to say that. Uh, so, but I, I just want to say to the people that you know, one thing that I, I I brought and I took and I held on from the previous ministries that I was in is that which 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 is a part of my ministry. And I want you all to know that, too, as the Wuwak HaKadosh is moving, that the ministries that you were in, there there is things that you've learned out of that that the Most High wants you to elevate as you come unto the knowledge of Yah. So, That's right. And then you get, you get corrected and you get chastened and you become better and you're strengthened in that area. So one thing I just wanted to really, really let people know that I learned from those prior ministries and, and the ministry I'm speaking about, was led by um, Ambassador Talisha, and she 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 strongly 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 taught us marriage is the highest honor that man can obtain on earth, and that stuck with me, and that stuck with me. And when you really really think about it, and I I, I want your opinion on that, Apostle. When you really really think about it, it is the highest honor that man can obtain on earth. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. When you think about the position of marriage and what you are vowing to do, it's like if you can't if you can't be committed to situations or things that you see here on earth, how can you be committed to the world? How can you be committed to the father whom you don't see? You see mm. this woman or you see this, this man every day and you vow that you are going to be committed to that individual. You're going to love them, cherish them, you know, for better or for worse, for richer or poor. That's your word. That's your covenant. That's 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 what you vowed to do. If you can't do that with the person whom you see, how could you do it with the father whom you don't see? Wow. Mm. Because flesh will always give you an opportunity to find a way out. Remember when we talked about uh, a week ago, we said, you know, it's not based off feeling. If I say I love my wife, I love my wife. I don't, I don't like her sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's nothing to do with me loving her. Just because there are times when I don't, just like I know she don't like me sometimes. Because there's things that we do to irk each other. And get on each other's nerves. But we would never jeopardize the the covenant that we share as man and wife. You hear what I'm saying? There are times mm-hmm. when the father don't like you. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard for mm-hmm. some people to hear that. There are times mm-hmm. when the mm-hmm. don't like you, but it's not that he don't like you. It's that he don't like the habits that you're caught in. He can't mm-hmm. like sin. He will not accept it. So yeah, there are times when you are in your when you're in your your way, 
you operating in your flesh. He don't like you. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he never stopped loving you. And his word is not going to come back void. Uh, he's not, he's not going to go back on his word or what he said or promise that he would do for you just because he don't like you at the moment. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be faithful here in this realm to this man or this woman, then how in the world do you think you're going to be faithful to the things of Yahweh? Hallelujah. Especially for men who are in office or women who are in office as pastors, you can't govern your own home. What makes you think you can govern the house of the Most High? Your racket is out of order. So guess what? The ministry going to be out of order because it's still a character of you. If you can't get your head right, get your house in order, you cannot expect the house of the most high to come in order. At least not what you run in the ship because you can't get your own back together. You're out of control. Most of the time when I tell people, if you want to know the character of a ministry, look at the leadership. Bottom line. Look at the leadership. If the leadership yeah. is filled with the spirit of divorce, fornication, cheating, you know, adultery. What do you think Mm -hmm. the character of the church is going to be? That Mm -hmm. ministry is going to be filled with that whole spirit of fornication, adultery, divorce. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the person in office is corrupted. Wow. Because one who serves the office of a pastor or an apostle or whatever office you hold in leadership and carrying on, you will know to do the right thing because the spirit of the most high will govern you to do so. And you will not compromise. Even in your home, you won't compromise. Mm. But if I may go off the beaten subject for a minute, for those of you who are struggling with that 666, that should not, should not, I'm just saying. I'm just putting this out there. So I'm, I'm basically endorsing what my son Freddie said. It should not be the decision of you calling in. That 666 has no power over you. Mm. It should not be the door that stops you from coming into your blessing. There you go. He's giving you power to me. That should not be the strength of your relationship with the Father based off of whether or not you see some numbers put together. I could care less about them 666 because they don't validate me. I saw the same thing, and I'm like, hey, I just kind of giggle when I saw that. I just giggled. Wow. But my, but, but my relationship with the Father is far greater than that. And, and you're right. You're right, Freddie. And then I'm, we're going to get back on this subject. A lot of people hesitate or get you know, or they stumble or they get shook when they see that. They see six 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 oh and they start wilding out. Oh man. Oh, that's oh, kids. Man, please. I'm like, you got to do better than that. You got to that come you have to come correct. You can't just throw a couple of numbers at me and think I'm gonna be shook. No, I keep telling y'all, saints don't shake, baby. We shift. We shift. So yes, if y'all yes. still out there and you're struggling because you had to dial in a bunch of sixes, man, please get over it. You're going to be all right. Trust me. 
if you're on this, if you're on this feed right now, that means ain't nothing happened to you. That means you made it. You ain't gonna dial 666 and blow up, okay? It ain't gonna happen. Matter of fact, call in so we can tell you about 666. That part. You heard? There you go. Yeah. But let's get back. But let's get back to this office, highest office. It is. Because it shows that not only you can be faithful, earthly realm things, but that means you definitely can be faithful to the supernatural things. Yeah. Bottom line. Yes, yes, Bottom hallelujah. Line. Peter said, he said, if, if, you know, he said um, when he was talking about, you know, um, fornication, you know, it was, it was better that a man should marry than to burn. Um, here's the thing. If you can't be faithful in your marriage and still be faithful to the things of Yah, you have a problem. You know, he said, it would. I would that you would marry so that you would not uh, bring death on your body, you know, because in your spirit, because you just can't, you know, can we be frank here, keep it in your pants. Well, you, you just can't stop chasing after that that woman or, or that woman can't just stop chasing after that man and carrying on. But she should be wanting to try to figure out a way to marry him. It's him that needs to be trying to find a way to marry her. And this, this society has gotten that thing so twisted, so wrong. You know, we always say, you know, well, the word says a man that findeth a wife. Notice that key word right there? Notice the key word he says? A man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor with yeah, yeah. I'm the favor. You know, he didn't say a man that findeth a girlfriend or, I mean, or, or a side piece or, you know, uh, a good chick on the side. No, he didn't say White, which means that there's a level of accountability in uh, the order of faithfulness that comes with that. You can't be faithful to her or to him. You definitely can't be faithful to the things of the kingdom. King. Now, I want to mm-hmm. um, jump in real quick while while we're talking about this, because um, this is what's on, on my mind and my heart. Now, I want to jump out there for the men. And because, you know, as far as communication is concerned, you know, it, it, it's just tough for men, a lot of men, to really, really um, communicate as fluently as women would like for us to, or, you know, as the wives would like them to. So I wanted to ask you how and what advice would you give to the men that may be listening or will listen to this um, show about the spiritual warfare going on with themselves that affect the marriages? Because, see, there's a lot, a lot of things going on inside with not only just men, but the women too, but 
these topics are different, and they are things that we have to die to. And if we don't die to these things, they're going to always keep popping up in the marriage. You know, so what are some ways that guys can die to these things? Like, you know, uh, I, I'm going to be funny. Like, I'm going to use a term that my mama says, uh, ho-hopping. You know, you have people that marry, and they still know they ho-hoppers. You know, yeah. and if that's a that's an old school term for those that don't know that may be listening, that just means you chasing tail. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's 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 what I'm saying. Keeping it 100. That's what we're talking about. That's real talk. And this is the real talk that I wish more ministries would do with marriages. You know, even couples for that matter. The, you know, those who are on the brink of coming into marriage because. Otherwise, you would, you know, if you did more of these types of uh, sessions, it would cut down the divorce rate. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this because you brought up a key point. Uh, what would I, what would I say to encourage? Well, first of all, you said a key word: die to flesh. Because it ain't about. Let's go back to Matthew's 19 again. It's not a just about you anymore. If if you want to be or have a successful marriage. And I'm not saying that you won't have issues because most marriages, you know, we have ups and downs, but it's how you grow through those things. In order for you to grow through it, you've got to be willing to hear her heart. You may not like it. You may not always understand it. God knows a lot of times I don't always understand where half the time Wanda coming from. What? Okay, but if I act like I'm not concerned about how she feels or her opinion of this, and a lot of times if you would just, how can I say this without getting myself in trouble? Um, (laughs) uh, Sometimes, you know, if you would just, okay, let me put it like this. If you just entertain her thoughts, just let 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 her talk. A lot of times she'll answer her own question. And you wouldn't have to lift the finger to do anything. You'd be like, she'll be like, oh, wait a minute. I just, okay. No, never mind. I'm like, okay. But the main thing is to at least show her that you are concerned by operating in the point where, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. You may not always agree with what she's saying. That's okay. It's healthy. It is. It's healthy. But don't just blow her off just because she's always talking, always saying this. Maybe she got a lot to say. Maybe she didn't have an opportunity to get, say a lot of stuff when she was growing up, you know. And I know sometimes for men it's hard for us to do this. But sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, man, please, I just don't want it. But when you start operating in that, again, it's not only flesh, and it's your flesh operating because, you only want what you want, Randy. You just want peace and quiet. I get sometimes when you when you get married, you, you kind of surrender certain things. You do. Yes. But now yes, that she starts talking, if she starts talking to someone else, now you got a problem. Starts talking to someone who will listen to her. You have a problem. And the first thing you're like, well, who is she talking to? Well, why didn't you come to me? Why would I come to you? You never want to hear me when I'm talking. You say I get on you. Come on, man. Those of you who are out there listening, y'all know it's true or fact. You know, you you know it's one of you right there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When she starts talking to somebody else, you got a problem. Because that talking to someone else leads to other things. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person you can blame is yourself. But it ain't just like that. You know, it ain't just on the brothers, okay? There are a lot of women out there who don't listen to their husbands. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very when true. Some other, when some other woman starts listening and giggle, giggle, at the, he come in, he try to tell you a joke or two, and you're just like, hmm. Eventually, mm-hmm. someone else is going to listen to them jokes. Someone mm-hmm. else is going to listen to his concerns. And then mm-hmm. you have a problem. It's not always going to be your way. It's not always going to run the way you want it to run. You know, like I said, marriage becomes a union of one. You now become one, one individual. The two of you have come together. That means whatever I like, you like. Whatever you like, I like. Whatever I dislike, whatever, you should dislike. Bottom mm-hmm. line, you become a force of one. That's how it goes. It's the same thing when we do when we're dealing with in the spirit realm. Whatever the father loves, I love. Whatever he hates, guess what? I hate too. Okay. <clears throat> See, if he says it's a sin, I can't make it not a sin anymore. As 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 oftentimes churches try to do. Whatever they try to they try to deem, you know, they try to make it make it right. You can't make right what already is deemed wrong. It's not gonna work. It's the mm. same thing in your marriage. You can't make right what's wrong. If if adultery is wrong, you can't make it right. It's cheating. That's right. That's right. And if you cheat with that, guess what? You'll cheat with other things. Anything, yeah. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You'll even cheat in your commitment with the father. Well, you know, you'll say, well, mistakes happen. Okay, I understand mistakes happen, but every time? Mistakes mm. only happen maybe once or twice, but every time, that's not a that's not a mistake. That's a habit. Mm. That's a spirit. You getting caught mm. with some other woman every other week? That's something wrong. That's right. I made a mistake. What? The last ten wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong, and it happens on both. You know, y'all may not know it, but statistics do show. The record does show. I knew I was coming on here to talk about this, so y'all can Google it if you want to. I know I'm dealing with some Google Google professionals on the line right now. Because the statistics show right now that you know, and I'm probably gonna get some feathers ruffled from when I say this, but the statistics show that women cheat more now. Than men. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's payback for all the years that men have spent their time cheating on women, but now women, the statistics show that women cheat more so and more frequently on men or their husbands than their husbands did. And more clever. They said we're going to use this word creative. And more creative with it in the deception <laughs> side. Okay, with the deception. Yes. Mm. Mm. So, uh, to answer, to to sum up Freddie's question, 
and I, I love that, and I'm, I'm glad that he held on to those. That, that's, a, that's a gold nugget, y'all. That's, that's more than a, a gold nugget. That right there is so valuable you can't even put a price on it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the office of marriage and being the highest position served in the eyes of the Father because it dictates how you will serve him. It really does. Hallelujah. It determines Hallelujah. if you're going to be faithful to him. You know, because a lot now of times, you know, we say this. It's a true statement. We say, out of sight, out of mind. As long as it's Don't not mind. in your face. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when the father's not around or you don't have a real relationship with him the way you should. You figure, well, I don't see if I don't see the Most High. So, you know, you tend to just give in to the flesh. Mm. Loyal, yeah. Loyalty is very, very, very big in my family. One thing about Wanda and I, we strive on loyalty. You know, we really do because. If you can't be loyal to the things of the kingdom, especially loyal to the word, how are you gonna be loyal to the things in the natural? You know, if I if I can't trust you with my business or trust you out out of my family, if I had to leave and I had to leave a gentleman with my house, I have to know that I, I can trust them. They have to be loyal. I'm not worried about right. him. I'm worried about my wife. And I'm not worried mm-hmm. about her because I know her character. I know her spirit. I know her, her 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 faithfulness. I know the fact that she loves the father so well that to do something that would bring harm to me is not even in the question. And it has nothing really so to speak to do with me. It's that, that she loves the father so much. To please him means being faithful to me. Uh-oh, wait a minute. There it is. Oh, being loyal or faithful to him is being loyal to me, being faithful to me. Loving him the way she loves him means being faithful to me. So you have to ask yourself a lot of times when you see these things, well, how much do they love the Father if they could do that? What keeps me doing what I do now keeps me on track, so to speak, what, what keeps my mind clicking in the right direction. As my love for the Father, because if I if I do something to dishonor my marriage, guess what? I've dishonored Him, mm. and I'm mm. so I'm so pro y'all right now. I don't want to do anything to discourage or dishonor Him or His Word. So my wife is like a benefit for that because how I love the Father so much. I love her. Mm. She don't have to worry about me because she know how I feel about him. People say, well, you know, that's easy. It says, no, maybe it works for you, but don't work for everybody. Or then you need to pray more. You need to study more. You need to really, really, you know, evaluate your relationship with the Father. You really, really, really need to seek the word and see what the word says because I'm telling you, if you are really wrapped up in the things of Yah, mm. You don't have time to allow the enemy to come in and try to disrupt your marriage. And if you are really, really that servant that you say you are, you'll know when the enemy is trying to step in. You'll know when the enemy is trying to corrupt, Hmm? bring division. 
Yes. And right now, marriages are toxic. Not all of them, mm. but there is a huge number of marriages just waiting for the courts to open back up. Waiting on it. People living in separate parts of the house, <laughs> literally. I can't live in a house where I can't say hello to you. I can't. I did that before. I did that. If I can't live and have a conversation with the person I'm supposed to be in love with, I'm supposed to marry. I'm supposed to have been married to, and we can we can walk right past each other and don't say a word. Something is wrong. You live in one part of the house. She live in the other part of the house. Y'all never see each other. Hmm. And if you happen to see each other, there's some urges. It's because you have some sexual urges and you don't want to really be uh, saying, well, I didn't go outside my marriage. If you're having intercourse with your wife or your husband and you're thinking about somebody else, you may as well. She might as well just go out and go get the, the individual you're thinking about because you just messed yourself up. Mm. People don't like to hear stuff like this because, you know, a lot of times it steps on people's toes and then accountability. You know, I'm always big on accountability. Accountability is, is huge in the sight of the Father. He loves consistency. You have to be consistent with your marriage as you are or as you claim you are with him. I'm not saying every day is going to be a bed of roses. Why not? We both did. Sure we do. And laugh about it to exercise, but we don't stay there. Pastor, I have but a question. I'm listening. I have a question to ask you. Yes, I do. So what if there's a couple out there, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're newlyweds and everything, and the husband works a very stressful job, um, and so does the wife. And but the husband comes, you know, he 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 goes to work, and the things that he sees, it it, it either tears him apart. Like let's say if, if if he works at a hospital or something like that, and the things that uh, nurses, doctors, and uh, deal with on a daily basis, what they have to see, and he he he's bringing work home, and he's you know not realizing that. He's he's putting work on his wife and not not realizing that you know what I'm saying the attitude that he may give put put on her because he still got work on him is affecting her and not not realizing that she's going through a battle too. Can they wake up and realize you know the 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 harm that they're doing? You know, to to each other spiritually as well as physically. Well, I mean, in the situation, communication is everything, and you have to learn to grow together, and you have to set some boundaries. You really do. You have to set boundaries, and you got to live by those boundaries. Otherwise, you will you will wind up in in uh, uh, Judge Maybelline's court or. Or judge, judge uh, Judith, or whoever the, or judge. What's that chick's name? I'm sorry, not chick. What's the lady's name? Uh, uh, 
Judge Lake, Lawrence. No, no. Okay, man. I, I forgot her name. She comes on in the afternoon anyway. You'll wind up in each other. Tola. Judge Tola. Um, What's her yeah. name? Tola. What do you... I don't know. To- yeah, Judge Tola. Yeah, with the short hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her, yeah. You know, on the show, making more mockery of yourselves because you didn't set boundaries. You didn't... You didn't um, Enforce those boundaries between the two of you. You know, well, you know, let's not bring our work at home. But let's, when we do come home, let's talk. And let's have a good rapport with each other to relieve the stress and pressure of our jobs so that we don't allow our jobs to cause us to start fighting with one another now since we've been fighting with our jobs all day, you know, or dealing with mayhem, you know, regardless of whatever it is that you do. I know when I had my recording studio at its own facility, I'd never bring that stuff home. As a matter of fact, I didn't even play music when I was at home. Mm. I just didn't. I never played music because I did want to bring in the chaotic onslaught of just nonsense and noise and people and, you know, the, the rhetoric of being back and forth and this and that and the other into my home. I wanted to make sure that I could embrace my family with just love and appreciation, just being home with my family, not talking about, well, let me tell you what happened with this or that. Let me tell you what happened at that and who did this, who said that and carrying on. But that's an opinion. You know, some people mm-hmm. don't have a problem with that. Me personally, I think it's a situation where you need to be careful of that. So you have to set boundaries. Boundaries are good. You may not, you know, everybody may not agree, but boundaries are good, especially when it comes to bringing work home. Because if it's offensive, there's another spirit that you've invited legally, like we said, you've invited legally to operate in your marriage. And that mm. spirit brings other spirits, familiar spirits. Mm. Then we're right back at what we said in the beginning. These start fighting that drudgery all over again of trying to clean your house up. Wow. When when I'm on a job, when I pull up to the house, I, you know, the cameras are shut off, everything's in the case. That's exactly where it stays. You heard? It stays in the case. Now, if Wanda asks me, well, how did, how did the shoot go today? I won't elaborate unless she wants me to elaborate on it. And we won't allow certain things to disrupt us. And, you know, she's, and I'll and I'll yeah, well, okay. it went well. And this happened, that happened, but we're good. And then I'll ask her vice versa about her day, and she'll say, uh, I had better days, but, you know, it's all good, we're good. Then let's just spend some time with each other. Let's enjoy the evening or let's enjoy the day. And then we take those days where we'll have, we'll take off, we'll say we're having family time day. That means we don't answer no phones. We don't care about no texting. We don't care about no social media. It's just her and me, even the kids. Mm. Get the kids kicked out. Go do something. Go find something to do. Yeah. It's just her. It's us. You got to keep those things 
alive in your marriage. You know, you got to spend that time with your spouse, that quality yeah. time with your you know. And don't be so, you know, men, don't be so rugged that you can't be sensitive to the to to your wife, you know. Don't be so hardcore that you can't take the time out to really hear her heart. And I'm telling you, like I said earlier, if you won't, somebody else will. That's right. And Um, usually most of the time, the enemy does that. He will set it up. So you riding Mm. a keg and he riding a six-pack, uh-oh, he's starting to look pretty good to me. (laughs) Well, I used to like you, but uh, now your pig is just in the way. <laughs> they don't know who Jody is. <laughs> what you say, Petey? I said they don't know who Jody is. Right. <laughs> 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 you heard? You heard? Okay. Come on, well. baby boy. Um. <laughs> Um, um, Apostle, you you mentioned about uh, four pointers that you wanted to uh, share with us, um, and I was um, wondering if you can go ahead and share those awesome four pointers with us about marriage. Well, um, one, which is basically what we've been dealing with, <laughs> One point that I want to make is that um, you can't keep secrets. That's right. Keeping secrets from each other ushers the enemy in to pit you against each other. You know what I'm saying? You heard? Mm. Mm. You can't keep secrets from each other. It's just a no-no. My wife and I, we, we talk about everything. And I mean, every, listen, we, we don't hold back. Rather good, bad, or indifferent. Mm. We we won't, we're not going to keep secrets. It's mm. a destructive mechanism that would definitely tear up your face. Uh-oh. What's that? Uh-oh. Somebody Technical. playing song. Technical. Hashtag pistol. I'm that, 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 that was my sound. That was my theme music, y'all. You know how, how I said you can't keep secrets is destructive. <laughs> dead, dead, dead. See that? It did come on time, though. That was my theme music. That was my. That was that sound effect to to uh, to, uh, to emphasize that destructive. Yes, indeed. Number two. Let's put this out there. Wow. When life gets busy. If it gets too busy, if your if if your life gets too busy for either one of you, beware. It's a problem. That's a problem. And I don't care how well your success in your business is going. You know, you know, Elijah, you don't if you never take the time out to spend that time with your spouse because you're too busy, that's a problem. You can't Allow this. It has to be a, an equal balance. You can't allow the success of your, or whatever it is that you're a part of, to override the relationship of your marriage. Mm. Just like a lot of times, I tell people, look, 
don't become to the point where all you're doing is church stuff. Because mm. the first commitment is to the house, the home. If you can't be faithful to the things of the house, how can you be faithful for the things of the what? Mm. I'm with it. The word says obedience is better than sacrifice. And the reason why I say that because if you were obedient to the word, there would never have to be a sacrifice. Uh-oh. Well. But sacrifices are made because people are disobedient. So your marriage is falling apart because you've got too busy. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm busy. I need to talk to you, baby. Okay, we'll talk later. i got to go. I may yep. have ever heard that. Me? I, I need to talk to you. I really need to talk to you. Okay, we go talk later, okay? I ain't got time right now. I ain't got time. I need to go do this. I need to go do that. You keep putting that off. Eventually, they're going to talk to somebody else. Ephesians 6 and 12 is a good scripture for that. Man, let me let, let me learn that. Ephesians 6 and 12. We've been talking about it. I'm going to have Mama read it for us. Ephesians mm-hmm. 6 and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's right. That's what Hmm. you are up against when you allow yourself to be separated like that. You notice that as long as you are put together, when the Father says, let no man put us under what he is joined together, which means there is no space between you, y'all don't hear me, no space between you to allow the interference or the distractions or the disruption of the enemy to creep in because the scenes are seamless. There's no space. The only thing in between the two of you is the love of the Father himself. But the more that you allow yourself to become distant, the more the enemy can put in his input and his influence. The more you become separated, the bigger he brings in that to fill that void of, of, of denial, of secrecy, of whatever anything that's not like the most high to the point where you're looking on one side of the room, she's looking on the other side of the room, or vice versa. It's not a good look for anybody. That's supernatural influence that has come creeped in into your marriage, causing disruption. And the only way out of that is through supernatural influence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, to come in and destroy everything that the enemy has tried to do against you. Mm. That means you two have to come together now. Put aside your differences. Put on your big big girl pants, big man pants, and say, you know what? This is this you have to recognize the enemy. I said that earlier. Yes. You have to recognize. 
you know, and you and your wife, y'all screaming back and forth, but you and your husband, y'all going at it. Y'all just, I mean, <laughs> y'all raging, just like getting ready, two bulls getting ready to tangle. Getting ready to tangle. When you stop and say, hold, hold, hold up a second, this ain't even the most high right here. This is not the Father. This is not what he desires from us. What are we doing? Mm. And it's hard to be that reasonable when your spirit is disrupted, when you're when your flesh is 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 is, is angry, you you just want to mm-hmm. tear something up. Don't act like I'm the only you know. You just want to tear stuff up. Yep. Yep. Me. I don't want to hear no scriptures right now. Okay, that's the flesh talking. You have to grow past that though. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. You know what I mean? And that's what the enemy, he's liking it, because ain't nobody saying nothing. That means the word ain't going out, and that means he's winning. Somebody's got to step up. Preferably the man will say, hold up. This ain't y'all. We got to kill this. No, we're going to have to reason together. We got to sit down and talk about it. We got to get our act together. This This is not what he would want from us. Black folks, it's hard to tell black folks to do stuff like that. Mm. But it does work. It does work. I know. I'm, You know, my wife and I, we're an example. We can go back and forth and then we'll stop. And we pray that spirit up out of here, you heard? Oh, no, yes. you got to go. That yes. spirit got to go. Because it will eventually lead to other things. And then you'll leave eventually saying things that you really shouldn't be saying to each other. Then there's some other words coming out. What, what, hold up a second. Would you call me? Would you call me? Mm. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You're supposed to be a pastor. You're supposed to be an evangelist. Yeah, well, you ain't that <laughs> talking like that. Y'all know it. Mm. <laughs> ain't nothing holy about any of that. The that word hurts. says you can be angry and sin not. That's the word, the word, the word, the word. Be angry, but sin not. Don't allow your anger or your flesh to put you in a position where you disrespect the kingdom. You disrespect the word of the Father. And then you disrespect your office, your position, your authority, your anointing. So it takes us right back to the very, very beginning. You got to make sure, first of all, you're with the person that the Father told you to be with. Mm. Number three, and I'm gonna let I'm a, number three and number four, and I'm gonna give you three and four, and I'm gonna let y'all go. Come on with it. This is good, good stuff. Resentment and bitterness can creep in to divide you. Even other, if you start resenting each other, it only leads to bitterness. Mm. And that happens. Guess what? If the two of you don't fight together, you will start uh-huh. fighting each other. You will start fighting each other if you don't fight together. It will cause resentment. Why do you let that happen to me? Why do you do this to me? You're not, I don't even like him no more. I can't stand her. 
Words have power. That's right. Words have power. Words have power, and we must understand that. Mm-hmm. This is why we, it's most important that we understand Ephesians 6, 13 and 18 about taking on the whole armor. You know what I'm saying? Because even in marriage, you must, you must be clothed with the, the, uh, 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 the armor of the most high. You have to. You have to. Because the enemy is not going to stop because y'all got married. You really going to make him mad now. I'm already. You're two forces who have come together to be one. Now you become a huge force, a very dangerous force now. That's double the power, double the impact. Mm. So he got to try and shut you down. The last thing mm. I want to encourage you with, the very last thing, as a couple, as a couple, don't try to engage in battles alone. I'm talking mm. about whatever life is throwing you. Don't try to engage in this stuff by yourself. Come on. Whatever life is throwing you, must be able, you must learn how to do it together. Well, I don't want to trouble her. Well, I don't want to trouble him. Well, this is my fight. No, it's y'all's fight. Remember, whom the Father is joined together as one, let no man put asunder. That means it's no longer about you. It's about us. There's no I and we. That's right. We are a team now. So whatever affects you affects me. Whatever affects me affects you. It should be to the point that if I eat a good meal, I eat a good meal, Wanda should belch. That's how close we need to be. <laughs> yeah, I know that's crazy. Well, I ate a good meal, and she burped. Mm. That's what he's talking about, or that's what the evangelist or the pastor was talking about, the highest office that you can serve to the point that you're so loyal, you're so faithful, you're so uh, consistent in your marriage and relationship with each other. You have that same mind. That's the same thing with the Father. That you're so faithful, you're so loyal to the Most High, that whatever he thinks, you already know. Mm. You're there. How do you think Adam, Adam was just that close, that whatever the Father thought, Adam called it. Mm. When he named the animals in the field, he named them because the Father thought it, and Adam spoke it. That's how close he was. To the Father. That's how close you need to be. That you can recognize the discernment will, will show you the division that the enemy's trying to bring in. Hmm? Either through yeah. a man or through a woman, you know, through a family member and carrying on. Mm-mm. That's why you don't, don't always have your house open, allowing everybody to come in and hang out. No. Uh-uh. I'm not saying you can't entertain every now and again, but no. Don't have people just hanging out at your house just because. No. Mm-mm. Can't do that. It's not healthy. That's right. Every time, just say, every time he comes home, you got sister so-and-so hanging at your house. You know, so now he's coming in. 
and he's got to see her and you, and he got to be cordial and speak to both of y'all. Hmm. Sometimes we meet up there. How you doing, man? How you doing, sir? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes he may want to come in and just drop. And the same vice versa with her. She don't want to come in and then smelling both of y'all. You stink and he stink too. <laughs> That's not healthy, man. It's not healthy. So, no. You know, like I said, in my last point, don't Engage in battles alone. Work them together. It's healthy. It's very powerful. I'm telling you. The word says if one can put a thousand to flight, imagine the two of y'all working together. Y'all could tear down small cities. You heard? Yes. Together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know people don't like hearing that, you know, having. Yeah, but you shouldn't. As a married couple, you shouldn't have people hanging at your house all the time. It's just not good. Every time you walk in, somebody, oh, man, it's always people. You need that quality time between the two of you. Like I said, sometimes just get rid of your kids. And just y'all just have that quality time. Because when the kids are gone, And it's just y'all. <laughs> what you gonna say? Mm-hmm. You gotta continue mm-hmm. to, to kindle that love and that relationship that you had when you first got married. Because if there's yeah. kids involved after that marriage, when those kids are grown and kicked out the house, yeah, I said it and kicked out the house. Let me repeat <laughs> it one more time and kicked out the house. Y'all still got to have that love and that kindleness of that marriage that you had when you first got married. You might be older now, but at least you got each other. Yeah, now we got rid of them kids, baby. It's just you and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's take a shower together. You <laughs> <laughs> sitting up there talking Turn about I ain't got nothing to do now. Let me go find something to do. Mm. Sit there, look at him all day. Sit up there, <laughs> looking at her all day. So that's that's my that's my thing. I mean, you know, I I I promised myself I was gonna keep it light, keep it simple, real simple. Then when I found hey. myself getting ready to veer into some D, I was like, oh wait a minute, gotta remember. <laughs> Everybody on the team may not understand that, so dial it back. So if y'all want to get some real raw. Details and y'all need to come on to the ser- to the service to the uh, to our enrichment hour when we can really discuss these things and you can ask some questions about some some real talk stuff, you know, because churches need to embrace some real talk. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, they cut the slash on our divorce. So, yes. So that's that's my thing. Oh, here's another thing. I don't want y'all to miss out on unforgiveness. Can't do that. Mm. There you go. I'm at the potato. Can't do that. You cannot have a healthy marriage if you're walking around with unforgiveness. I ain't never Mm. forget what you did to me. I ain't gonna never forget what you said to me. What? Really? Mm. Wow. That's how we doing. That's what we doing now. 
Because unforgiveness will blow up your marriage. Wow. Remember on number three when I gave you, you know, resentment causes bitterness? Yeah. You know, where that, you know where that comes from? Unforgiveness. You see those three spirits right there? Those three spirits just right there. Mm. Operating full effect legally in your marriage. And it wow. came from unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. So, there you have it. There you have it. Hallelujah. I truly, truly enjoyed this. And you know we got to do a part two. Um, for those of you that, that's probably wondering, where is Brother Allen? <laughs> We're supposed to be hearing his voice too. Well, he will be with us on the next time because this will be a part two. And I will have Apostle Dr. Kenny Smith back as well as Brother Al because I want to to, to hear from both of them because both of them are awesome, awesome men of the Most High who truly love and obey him to the fullest of, of, of their uh, ability. So I just want to just take out the time to just say thank you so much, Apostle Dr. Kenny. I love saying your name, Dr. Kenny Smith. Okay, so I want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for, you thank know, you. I, I, I truly enjoyed it. I did take notes, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put them up because this is, you know, very important to me, you know what I'm saying, because I want to be able to be what the Most High needs me to be as a wife you know, when when I do get married, you know what I'm saying? So this stuff right here is important to me. So I, I, I just thank you, and I pray that those that are listening and those that will tune in after the live is shut down will be a blessing to you and that you will look forward. Now, the next show, we're going to get a little deeper, okay, guys? We're going to get into a, a more spiritual warfare as is, as um, identifying the demon, demon or the spirit that may be attacking you uh, at that point in time of what you're going through. So y'all check out that show when it airs as well. Um, so they, uh, I do want to say this. Keep your head up no matter what you're going through. Stay prayed up. Because that's one of the things that the Basora, which is the Bible, it, it, it tells us to do is to pray without ceasing. It is very important to pray. And, and, and definitely for the couples, for the married couples, y'all, it is very important to pray together because that's a marriage glue. That's how you you bind, you know, stay bind with each other. Uh, so make sure you're, you're, you're praying. And you're serving together, serving together, meaningful, and you're giving together. You know what I'm saying? So y'all keep your heads up, stay prayed up, and wait till next time. I want to know if my co-host got anything that he needs to say, Petey Nature. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I enjoyed the show. Um, I wanted to uh, ask Apostle uh, one more thing. Uh, before they go, just to encourage, uh, because I pretty much in my heart know 
what the answer is and what he's going to say, but it's something that I see in many communities that's that's really huge right now. It's been big for a long time. But uh, what do you want to say before we get out of here, Pastor, uh, to the people uh, and all the listeners about marriages that serve different ministries and different faiths? Um, marriages that serve different ministries in different faiths? Yes. Um, I know that's probably another topic we could probably do a part three on, but, <laughs> you know, you could just touch it a little bit because I see it a lot going on. And, um, you know, I'm pre- pretty sure somebody needs needs this tonight. Well, you know what, without going into too, too much of it, you know, and I know the time, the first ministry it's first the marriage. You know, you know, you have a lot of marriages who are more devoted to the ministry. Toward it's tearing up their marriage. Y'all know it's true. It's yeah. more it's it's more balanced in you're being obligated to doing let me say it like this church stuff. Where it's causing a problem in your marriage. Mm. You can't recognize even that is a demonic, it's a spirit of division that operates even in the church. Everybody in the church ain't safe. Everybody in the church ain't ain't, ain't fully uh, uh, devoted to the things of the Father like you. They're about business and they're running, they're operating in the business of the church. And your marriage is a business of the church as opposed to your marriage being a business of the two of you, making sure that the both of you are healthy and good. And as far as I'm not talking about physically healthy, I'm talking about mentally and spiritually, that the two of you know where you are, that nothing is that important other than the things of the Father, and the Father will never cause even church stuff to bring the separation between you and your spouse. Never do it. Remember, one of the points I was talking about is being too busy. People can get too busy in church that they neglect their family. You neglect, you know, a lot of people make this joke about pastor's kids being the worst kids. You know why they're the worst kids? Because there's no, there's no, there's no authority. There's no leadership. In the home, because all the leadership is in the church. There's no leadership being, you know, displayed in the home. So those kids are running rampant and wild because there's nobody there at the house to correct, especially the father. Too busy at the church doing church stuff. Well, your first obligation is to the home first. Yes, from the home to the churches assembly. They teach the opposite. You know, people are more faithful. Both wife and husband are more faithful to doing the things. Well, I gotta get the church things done. Gotta get the church stuff done. Really? Like I said, if you keep going and you don't take the time out to listen to what is on her heart, somebody else will. You don't take the time out to listen 
and hear his concerns, guess what? Somebody else will. In the church. <laughs> Sister so-and-so's cake now starting to taste pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Her macaroni ain't so bad like it used to be because you start to see her differently or you start to see him differently because they're giving that attention that you need. You need to be careful about these things. Be really be be really transparent with y'all. I wish that my wife was here right now, literally, because you need to hear her side and her opinion about these things too, because it's important. So you so you would know that we we rock together. Period. Yes. Yes. We rock together, and like I said, we don't always see eye to eye. Like I said, some days I don't like her, some days she don't like me, but we have a genuine love for each other. Bottom line, you heard. So I'm not going to allow our relationship or our marriage to allow the church to separate that or, you know, to, you know, well, it's not feasible for us right now. I'm sorry. I know you want that, but you know what? Me and my wife, we finna go on vacation. Me and my wife, we finna do this, we finna do that. You know, <laughs> you gotta find somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Come on with it. There's a, there's, there's a whole lot we could get into about that. Couples, you know, marriage, married couples, and, and serving ministries and things like that. There's a whole there's a whole another deeper depth spiritually that we want to get into, and hopefully we do get that third that third show to talk about that because there's a demonic realm out there right now that goes untapped as far as discussion when it comes to marriages that people are afraid to touch in. Number one, because they're afraid of the fallout, or I should say the repercussions, they're afraid of the retaliation that it mm. will possibly bring. Right. But I'm like, what are you scared of? So what? The enemy's doing what he's supposed to do. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. The father says, don't yeah. worry about it, because no weapons formed against you is going to prosper. So what you what you tripping for? What what seems right. to be the problem? Ain't no demon in hell greater than the power that exists in you. You heard? Hmm. Got fight. I gotta get you know. I gotta you know. I have to have to say that. And you're right, Freddie. When people can understand ministry and marriages, you'll understand that the ministry of marriage is more important. Most important. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. If that that ministry that you're a part of is causing a problem in your marriage, time to back up. Time to back up. Say hold up. And it should be be like that with anything. Anything that causes turbulence in your marriage. Hallelujah. There you go. There you go. Well, I pre- well, well, I appreciate you know you you touching up on that, and we are at the latter part of the show, and uh, I just want to uh, thank you once again. And if I could play another song, I would like to do a drop mic. So when I play this song, we won't be back. So I hope y'all <laughs> have been encouraged tonight. And what I'm about to play is going to back up the whole show. So this is what I call not a spotlight, but a drop the mic. Let's get it, y'all. This is Kumbaya. This is Kumbaya by Brother Al. Before you, you... 
before you play that, I do want to tell. I have to do that to her Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.